To Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Faith on Fire. I'm Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rhema Word of Faith, the Word Church. As we've been talking this week about grace, I'm a little concerned maybe that that people might hear us saying, well, I can do whatever I want now. It's, it's, It's free game. And, or, you know, nobody's perfect. Everybody sins. And begin to use that as an excuse to continue on in their sin. I've known people, you've known people, everybody's known people. Their sin is brought to their mind and the first words out of their mouth is, well, nobody's perfect. Maybe you've said it yourself. Maybe people have said it themselves. Well, nobody's perfect. And that almost becomes our excuse for continuing on in the sin that we're doing. Yes, yes, I realize it's a sin, but because everybody does it, and nobody's perfect, that's our excuse to go on. I'm always reminded of Saul and David. To me, the biggest difference between King Saul and King David was whenever Saul sinned and that sin was brought to his attention, his answer typically was, the men made me do it. He always had an excuse for what he did. Kind of like people saying, well, I've always had a temper. My dad's had a temper. I've always had a temper. I'll probably always have a temper. Or everybody gossips, so it isn't that big of a deal. We have rationalizations, we have excuses of why we do things. And that was always kind of King Saul. He always had a reason for his sin. King David, on the other hand, who was not perfect by any means whatsoever, when his sin was brought to his mind, the first thing he would always do was repent, ask God to forgive him. Mm -hmm. And... That's where the rubber meets the road, I think, for Christians today. We're not talking about you can do whatever you want, but what we're talking about is when sin is brought to your attention, you realize that you have sinned, that you repent, you ask God to forgive you, you turn back to God, and you allow him to change you through the power of the Holy Spirit that we don't use as an excuse, well, you know, nobody's perfect, and then go on in the way that we have gone on. God wants to give us power over sin. He wants to free us from sin. And a lot of people hear the words free us from sin and think that that means, well, we're saved now and we're going to heaven. I believe that that freedom from sin, as much as anything else, carries on to this life. He wants to free us from that sin. We've been a slave to it. We now are free from it. We don't have to keep doing it. 
Well, as as you were speaking, this one scripture just kept popping up. Romans 12, 2 and 3. Uh, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And again, when you get born again, you're supposed to start on a journey of, of, of transformation, of allowing your mind to be transformed, renewed by the word of God. And if you're constantly being renewed and transformed by the word of God, you'll start thinking different. You won't think like what you just said concerning somebody else. Well, no, but you'll, you'll know the truth. Jesus said, and you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. So again, righteous people aren't trying to find the way to sin. Right. That, yeah, yeah, sometimes not, people think, well, that grace that they're talking about, that cheap grace they're talking about just gives people an excuse to sin. Well, that, that grace gives you a right to come boldly to the throne of grace in a time of need and ask for forgiveness uh, if you miss the mark. And it also gives us the power to yeah. live a godly life. Right, right. I was just, uh, I just on my way here, traveling in my car to the studio, I was just praying and I found myself asking God just to forgive me for any negative thought, any action, attitude, anything that I'd done previous to this moment that was not pleasing in his sight. I'm going to always be humble in that way and come to him and ask him to cleanse me from all unrighteousness, to uproot any plant or seed that's been, that's in my heart that he hasn't planted. And Jesus said that in Matthew 15, he says, every plant that my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted. And that plant started off as a seed. Somebody planted something in you and it grown up as a tree now. And it's a stronghold. And now, and now you believe certain things. Well, my family's just like this. So my dad was like this. That's why I'm like, well, you're in a new family now. You're in the family in the household of God And you now. yourself are a new creation. Right, you're a new creation. So now let this mind be in you. So when I hear people saying that, it lets me know they have not so learned Christ and they have not been transformed by their minds. So that's who we are now. And yes, now you can do all things through Christ. You can be, the scripture says he's, perfecting those who are being perfected. So no, you're not perfect, but you're being perfected because Jesus said, abide in me and allow my words to abide in you. He says, I am the branch. I am the vine. You are the branch. He said, if you remain in me, you'll continue to produce. You'll produce what? The fruit of the spirit. You'll produce everything he has if you remain in him. So when I hear people talking like that, it again, it lets me know they have not so learned Christ. They're not constantly attached to the vine. And we talked about that yesterday. If you get, if any branch get disconnected from its source, it, it withers, it dies and withers away. So as long as we stay connected to God through Jesus, the true vine will continue to produce what God says we're to produce, you know? So and with that, any other thing that's been planted in our spirit has to be uprooted. When the word of God comes it's it's a it's a sword of the spirit. It's a two edged sword. It'll cut out any other belief system that's in you if you allow it. Well, see, we we've got to get to the realization as Christians that we are a new creation. Because as as we've just said, when when you hear people say, "Well, that's just the way my family is," or "That's just the way I've always," been, that's not what you're supposed to be anymore. You you're are right. a new creation. So now you're no longer what you were. You are now a new creation. Well, well, it, it, and 
maybe your dad and your grandpa and your great grandpa and every grandpa back that you can think of had a bad temper. You're now a new creation. You're a new creation. Well, I'm reminded of what Jesus said. Jesus was doing some ministry. I think he was doing some healing ministry. And he was behind a, a door. And his disciples were on the other side of the door, making sure there wasn't nobody coming in because Jesus believed he wanted to have a faith-filled environment. So Jesus' mother and brother came knocking on the door, trying to pull a rank to get in. And the disciples said, Jesus, your mother and brother are outside getting in. And Jesus had already told them, don't let nobody in. And Jesus' response was, well, my mother and my brothers are the ones who do the will of God. That's who Jesus said, who his family was. And again, Jesus had a revelation that once you're born again or you're Save you're in the family in the household of God, and that's the mindset we should have. And we're new creations. We're the scripture says we're citizens of heaven now. Well, see, you we're know, children of the most high God. It's interesting that you say that because, see, a couple of times they wanted to take him home. You know, it's almost like the family got together and said, Man, that boy's been out in the sun too long. There's something got to him. We got to take him home. We got to mm-hmm. get him settled down. Calm down here, get away from all this thinking he's doing right now. Mm-hmm. And because they didn't really believe who he was, they didn't know who he was. And he, as you just said, it's those who do my father's will who are my brothers and sisters. And it's, we have got to once again, Jesus and what he has done in our life is more important than our family. Yes, amen to that. And so maybe you have brothers and sisters and parents that aren't believers, and they're telling you, you got to give that up. you got to quit thinking like that. That's, that's going to ruin your mind or whatever. You've got to believe God. And, and, and that's my mindset now. And, and again, in the kingdom of God, it's all about relationship. We, we say our heavenly father. Jesus is our elder brother, our Lord and Savior. That's why we refer to each other. And I continue to de- do this because I don't allow the, the world to conform me into his ways. In the body of Christ, we refer to each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. I call you Brother Richard, you know, Sister Betty. And the world would try to stop us from using that type of referring to each other like that or using that type of language and just say uh, a Joe Blow or somebody. But we have to continue to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And again, when your mind is transformed, your speech, you, you talk different. You, you talk like kingdom folk <laughs> and know the world won't receive that and they'll think you're strange, but that's okay. We, the scripture says we're peculiar people. We're, we're set aside. We're sanctified. We're holy. That's who we are. And we have to have that mindset. Yes, I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. Yes, but, but God, I'm, I'm here to make a difference. I'm here to advance the kingdom of God. I'm, I'm an ambassador. That's what a, an ambassador is. He's a representative of another nation. See, when we, when <laughs> we, we don't have to try to be different. When we act like God wants us to act, we will be different. Right. Because the world is different than what God has called us to be. But the world is always trying to conform you or squeeze you into its well, mold. get you back. Yeah, it, it wants to get you back there. So it wants you to look at your your natural biological lineage. And God says, no, anybody who's in Christ is a new creation. Old things have passed. All things become new. Now, Scripture says in John, as many as received him, he gave them the right to become children of God. So now we're children of God. We're in the family of God. God is our father. Richard, you may not be my biological brother, but you're my brother in Christ. Kendra's my sister in Christ. And that's how we're supposed to see one another. And because that's how God sees us. 
And that's how he refers to us. So we have to start acknowledging one another like that and stop, again, allowing the world to squeeze us into its mold and thinking like the world. So be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's so important. That's one of the keys to the kingdom. And we're children of God. Mm-hmm. And we sometimes forget that as believers, that the, what a great privilege that is to be a child of God and to have all of the blessings that he has. He's not going to withhold anything from us. And that's what Paul says in Romans. What, what's he going to withhold from you? He's not going to withhold anything from us. And we have all that he has. We are the children of the king. We are children of God. And there, and he's not going to but withhold a lot of people anything don't, we need. A lot of people don't actually believe that. And that's why I believe when Jesus started his earthly ministry, he came making this proclamation or this declaration. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Well, believe this good news that you can be redeemed, reconciled and restored back to God and you can have a relationship with him. You can be born again. And again, a lot of God's people don't have a revelation of that. We have a revelation of salvation or we got saved. I'm saved. Well, what about the rest of you? God wants your mind renewed too, not just your spirit saved. He want, Jesus didn't come just talking about salvation. He came to talk about the kingdom. The kingdom includes salvation, but he didn't say he came preaching the gospel of salvation. No, he came preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. And this is the Christmas season. And back to Isaiah 9, until us a child is born, a son is given. And his government, there shall be no end. It shall be upon his shoulder and there shall be no end. So that's what we're in the family and the household of God. And we as Christians, we have to start thinking like that every day. You can't think like that just on Sundays. And that's what we want to do. We want to relocate God just to Sunday. Okay, I do this on Sunday. I'll be on my best behavior. And Monday, I'm back to normal. No, it's a every day. Every day. Or, or <laughs> even more than that for a lot of people is it's Sunday, so I'm going to pay attention to God. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to praise God. I'm going to listen to God. I'm going to look through the Bible, and I'm going to hear the Word of God. And now it's Monday, so now I'm going to be doing my own thing. No, but no, next no, no. Sunday, I'm going to pay a lot of attention to God and what God's doing. And so some, a lot of what we're talking about here is that Sunday's not enough. That we, need, we need to be in constant communication with God. We need to be constantly meditating on his word. We need to be constantly doing those things, not just once a week, but every day. Um, I was reminded the other day, Jesus is everything. He is literally everything to us. The answer to any problem you have is Jesus. And it doesn't matter what it is, the answer is Jesus. I was just reading this morning out of Deuteronomy, and God, through Moses, commanded the people to do this. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7, it said, You shall teach them diligently to your children. He's talking about his ways. He says, Teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. He says, talk about me or think about me constantly. And again, we want to just think about God on Sundays. He says, no, I want you to think about me. He told Joshua, this book of the law means the word of God shall not depart from you. Not depart from me. That means it's supposed to be on me all the time. He said, but you shall meditate in it. How long? Day and night. And not only just do that, he said, then observe to do it. And then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. So we have to 
God's word has to be on our mind all the time, even in our businesses, in our family, in our marriages. God wants to be a part of our life. Paul said it, in him I live and breathe and have my very being. He didn't say just that was just on on the Sabbath. Well, see, and, and it's got to be every part of our life. Just like you said, there's so many people who think, well, I'm at work now. So that's a different part of yeah, my life. I put God I'm, over in the box I'm, now. I'm playing no. a game right now, or I'm at the grocery store right now, or I'm doing whatever it is right now. And somehow we try to break up our life that this is a spiritual part of our life. This is a secular part of our life. And there's no such thing as the secular part of our life. All of our life well, needs to be spiritual. I, I refer to it as dualism. We, we, on Sunday, this is what we do. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, this is what we do. We only do this God thing on Sunday. No, God says every day. He wants us to talk and speak about him and demonstrate this kingdom, which is a superior kingdom. He said go out and demonstrate it every day. So you can demonstrate love and peace and joy and patience and kindness at work. Yes, you can. And what people say, well, they won't let me preach at work. Well, you know what? Maybe you can't preach at work. Maybe they're not going to let you grab some guy by the lapels and say, are you a sinner, brother? You're going to hell. You need to... But you but can you let your what? light so shine. And you can show love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and all those things no matter where you work. You all can right. do that no matter where you go to school. You can do that in the grocery store. You can do that in the line at the post office. You can show love, but joy, peace, that, patience, kindness anywhere. Here's another one of the keys to the kingdom that we have as believers. We have favor. God will favor you at the office. He'll favor you at the job. And he'll highlight and showcase you so that people will be attractive. People are attracted to light. Scripture says we are the light of the world. So in a dark place, and if you're the only Christian there, obviously it's dark, you're there to light it up. And you don't have to light it up. You don't have to get on a pedestal and preach. Just let your light so shine. Be salt. Season the place up. Give it some flavor. And that's who you are. And again, it's all about, I always tell people, God cannot work. He can only work in and through you to the degree that you believe. If you we don't can be- always say no. If you don't believe you are who God says you are, and you have what he says you have, and you can do what he says you can do, he can't really work to you because he can only work through you according to what you believe, according to your faith. So that's why you have to literally be brainwashed <laughs> by the word. You have to wash, you have to wash, and it'll wash all that stinking thinking out, all that doubt and unbelief once you put the word in it that's why you got to feed on the word every day you got to eat it we feed our bodies three four five six times a day you need to feed your spirit the same way that's the way you your faith's gonna grow you got to eat the word of god and jesus said it in john six he says eat eat my body and drink my blood he was referring to the word of god which is spirit and life so again we know christians are watching and partaking of everything else except the word so that's what they have faith for, what the world said or what mom and them said or grandmom and them said. You know this run through our family. Well, you ain't. this is your new family. It don't run through Jesus' family. Christ has redeemed us from the curse. Well, it's bad temper and all those things don't run through Jesus' or, or, family. Or diabetes or all these other diseases. Christ has redeemed us from the curse. That don't run in the new family. Ain't none of that in heaven. <laughs> so we have to have this mindset. The scripture says, let this mind be in you. That was also in Christ Jesus. The Jesus, we don't read nowhere in the scriptures. Jesus took a day off from whatever he was doing because he didn't feel well that day. He was sick. He caught a cold. And who in their right mind would want to catch a cold? <laughs> I ain't catching nothing that that ain't prosperous for me. Don't catch. You don't have to. 
that's the new creation. You don't have to receive certain things. Yeah. If you it's know, not a blessing, you don't have to receive it. I have hesitated to mention this on the air. You and I have both talked about this. I had had a spot on my back, and I went to the doctor, and they said, well, you need to have that taken off. And I had actually scheduled an appointment. And before I went, I just felt the Lord say, you don't need to go to the doctor. I'm going to take care of that. I'm going to, I'm going Praise to take the it Lord. off. That's what I'm talking about. Faith on fire. It is now gone, and I didn't go to the doctor to have it off. And God gets the glory. Right. It I is. Mean, yeah. And you have to be careful who you tell that to. Oh, yeah. some people <laughs> think that you're saying, well, never go to the doctor. We're not saying never go to the doctor. Some people think, oh, yeah, right. That's just something that went away on its own. It is no big deal. And then some people realize, as I do, that God actually healed me. And... Sometimes he uses doctors, sometimes he doesn't. And in fact, probably had I not heard what I think almost is an audible voice say, I'm going to take care of this. You don't need to go to the doctor. I probably would have went to the doctor. But God touched me and healed me from it. Well, without well Jesus is a healer. And again, you believe that you heard from God. And you acted on what you believe. If you can believe all things well, I have possible. family members who keep asking me, did you ever go to the doctor about that well, thing? Well, did you well, ever go to the doctor about that again, thing? Again, here, here's the scripture that goes with what you just declared. Jesus said, my sheep hear me, and they know my voice. And a voice of a stranger they will not follow. Well, you didn't hear a voice of a stranger. You heard the voice of your Lord and Savior, your Abba Father, telling you, I got this. I'm going to take care of this. And you like, you agreed with him. It's like, okay, you didn't use intellect. You didn't listen to family members, biological family members. You listened to your new your new family members, and you said, okay. And again, according to your faith, be it unto you. Right. See, and I just decided to go to the doctor. I probably would have, it would have been gone, but God wouldn't have got the glory for what happened. Right. And now you're giving a testimony of the goodness of God. And that's what people need to hear, your testimony. Your scripture says, we overcome by the blood of the Lord and the word of our testimony. That's, God's still healing people. Yeah, he hasn't stopped. You know, I, it saddens me so much because I hear people, even Christian people, say things like, that was for the Bible, that was for the apostles, that was for Jesus' day, that God's, God's not doing those things anymore. And then I read scripture that says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. And he is the same. And I say, how can we as believers think that somehow God's no longer doing what he did if he is the same today as he was then? Well, if that's the case, what are you believing for? Just salvation? You're believing to go to heaven and just miss hell? But still, in the New Testament, it says there's things that accompany salvation. Well, what right. a company salvation. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So why do you study the scriptures? Why, why is your faith in God? Well, scripture says those who come to him must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those who doesn't seek him. So if you're not believing God for anything, why are you coming to him? Well, see, I think a lot of people, they buy car insurance just in case. They well, buy fire insurance just let me say this. Case. In the natural, why would you come to work if you know you don't get a paycheck? <laughs> right. Most people don't nobody quit. do that. Ain't nobody going to show up. Well, uh, with no more paychecks, we, well, the company went bankrupt, I ain't coming in. Well, yeah, nobody's just... still going to Enron offices probably. Right, you know? right, right. So, again, those who come, Hebrews eleven six says, without faith it's impossible to please him. Those who come to him must believe that he is. Is what? Is what I need him to be. And is what he says he is. Yeah. And he said, and put this with it, he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Well, 
those are the ones God's going to reward. The ones who are diligently are coming after him with all their heart, all their soul, and all their mind. The ones that aren't, well, he's not a rewarder of those. So you have to, Scripture talks about examining yourself to see if you're in the faith. You have to always examine yourself to see if you're doing things in compliance with the word. Are you being repentant? Are you extending forgiveness? As you, are you asking forgiveness? Are you loving? Are you doing, are you being not just a hearer only, but a doer of the word? You have to constantly examine yourself. As I was driving here this morning, that's what I was doing. And I just say, Lord, cleanse me. Forgive me for anything any thought, action, or attitude I had that was not pleasing in your sight. I do that on a regular because I want to stay I want to stay in the favor zone, in the blessed zone, and I know that keeps me humble. My head doesn't get big because I'm going to always go boldly to the throne of grace in the time of need. We need to do that. And that keeps the line of communications open with me and the Father, and it allows Satan not to condemn me because I went and took care of that thing with Daddy. Yeah, so you can't never say, oh, condemn me. Remember, that's why Scripture says, there is therefore now no combination for those who are in Christ Jesus. I'm always in Christ Jesus. I told somebody I got saved 14 years ago, and I haven't got out of Christ Jesus yet. Well, see, he's everything. Yeah. He's, he's the beginning and he's the end. He's, the, he's the everything. You know, as I started to say earlier, we buy car insurance just in case we get in a wreck. We get fire insurance for a house just in case it catches on fire. We get all kinds of, we get health insurance just in case we get sick. We have all these things. A lot of people, I think, almost as if they got salvation insurance. They got hell insurance. What do they do? They got so hell insurance. Oh, I, I miss got, hell. Go I to heaven. I got this now, so I'm not going to hell. And then that's it. They put it in a drawer somewhere and pretend that that's all there is. There's so much more that God wants us to have. This is a, and this is where when you hear a scripture like, I came to give life and it more abundantly, that's what he means. He didn't come so you could get fire insurance. Now you're not going to hell. You're okay. Just keep doing what you're doing. He wanted to give us more than that. He wants to give us life and it more abundantly. He wants to give us love and joy and peace and patience and kind. You know how great it'd be to have more patience, have more peace, have all those. Mm-hmm. That's what God wants for us mm-hmm. is all of those things. It's not just we got fire insurance. We're not going to hell anymore. It's he wants to add all these things to our life. And speaking of that, Ant, I like what it says in Second Peter chapter 1 verse 2 and it says grace and peace and grace is God's power and his favor he said grace and peace peace is shalom nothing missing nothing broken those are some of the things that you get too you get grace and peace he said be multiplied to you he didn't say added or subtracted multiplied to you in the knowledge of the Lord knowledge of God and our Lord Jesus Christ he said so as you increase in the knowledge of God and our Lord Jesus Christ you're going to get some grace and some peace multiplied to you. Some things are, some other things are going to accompany your salvation. And look what he says in verse 3. As his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him, by which we have, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these we may be partakers of his divine nature. So God says, I've given you a lot of great and exceeding exceedingly great and precious promises. And as you lay hold to the promises that I've given you in my word, I'll make a manifest in your life. But you have to appropriate it in the name of Jesus. Well, as always, you guys know we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of word. <laughs> and uh, before we conclude, we'd like to always remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith.
If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.